1: I feel like we need long hair sometimes just to do the head banging. Um, happy Wednesday to everyone in the sports universe. This is the AM Drive, and we are live. It is October 4th, 2023, for Aaron Crouch in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am Michael Carbellis in Savannah ish, Georgia. Aaron, how's your last two days been, sir?
0: Why don't you just say where you are? Like you're nowhere, you're not you're not Savannah. If you're I not mean, Savannah,
1: guy, no one knows where that is.
0: But maybe you can put him on the map. they would be like, hey man, you heard a guy in Georgia? Oh yeah,
1: that's where that guy, Michael Carvelos
0: from the AM Drive, is from. You well, know, I want
1: to be there from from there.
0: I don't know, man. Uh you live there, so c'est Fair la i I'm not from Las Vegas, Nevada, but you still continue to say that. Why? Because in I in
1: Las Vegas, Nevada is Aaron Crouch. Hi, Aaron.
0: I how you Um, I'm doing well overall after that little tangent. Uh, I would like to give a special shout out to my wife. It is our anniversary today. Three years ago, Hi. we were married. And so, uh, and now we have an awesome little guy that she is like the best mom ever too. I know every husband says that, but you know, she really flipped the switch when it came to, uh, having a kid and it's, I just wanted to, you know, give her a special shout out since we're not gonna be able to celebrate today. So shout out to you. This, I love you.
1: Oh, see, we do have lives outside of work.
0: <laughs> in Savannah ish, Georgia.
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> Head to mycanadondrive.com because that was adorable. Um, our <laughs> shop sponsors, socials, and YouTube all in one place. We've got a big show today. we got top fives, college football, previews, Thursday night football. And let's start off <laughs> with baseball. But first, got to do this one. Monday night football was two days ago. Good Lord. Thank God, too, because the, the effect is wearing off on my brain. Um, Seahawks you're you're the trying
0: Giants.
1: to. <laughs> yeah, Seahawks defeat the Giants 24-3. Dale Jones was sackless. let Let's count them, Aaron. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten times. That's every we should put like a little pebble in a jar. I saw that in a murder trial once. I thought it was interesting.
0: I figured you were putting I figured you were putting dollars in the swear jar at that
1: point. All of that, man. It was oh it was listen, every I feel like every time the Giants don't have Saquon Barkley, it's like Daniel Jones can manage with Saquon in the offensive line, but when he doesn't have anybody, it's like, I don't know. What is he supposed to do at that point? Like the you saw Evan Neal, the clip of like Evan Neal like trying to block air, and then Bobby Wagner like literally tries to do a, a famous, oh this guy's not touched me, go straight to Daniel Jones. It's insane.
0: Well, it's funny because I think you're the one that told me that Saquon's just no rut, nothing, 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 nothing. Boom, long run. So bingo. Uh, would would Saquon even have mattered last night or two nights ago? The offensive
1: line is is that's it's a brutal thing, especially with no Andrew Thomas. Because I think like the one it's like the Colts with um with Quentin Nelson. That's the one guy they paid, and when he's not there, the whole thing falls apart.
0: Yeah, it's wild. I mean, it, it's one thing when I say to you know you got to spend money on the offensive line, but when they're not in there, it's like ugh, you know you can only you know you can only do so much, but. Uh, you know, not to let your boy off the hook, even when he had time, he was pretty putrid. That whole team was just pretty putrid. I mean, Darren Waller, two targets in the game, like, what are we <laughs> doing here? I mean, you you you, you acquired him for a third-round pick. I expected him to be somewhat, in, you know, invested in the offense here, and they just, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 i got to put some blame on Brian Dable with this. I'm not going to put it all on Daniel Jones, but there is a large quantity of it on him, too, Um You see that your offensive line can't protect anybody. I mean, it's the Matador offense, Matador defense, uh, times a million. It is so bad. I mean, it was really bad last or two nights ago, but yeah, exactly. You know, they just let them walk right through. I mean, 10 sacks, people don't, teams don't even have 10 sacks right now in a season. (laughs) So, uh, Dable, I mean, are you not cooking up some screens? Are you not cooking up some short passes, some dumps? Like, You continue to let him drop back three and five steps, knowing full well you guys could not block anything. I just – I don't understand it. Some of this blame has got to go on Dable. I know if you watch the replay, like, Dable, like, throws the tablet, you know, in the direction of Daniel Jones, and he's like – they're acting like, well, he's sick of Daniel Jones. Well, he's got some blame on this one too because let's let's be honest, like, you know, oh, you know, he was the quarterback whisperer, this and that, and Josh Allen was going to suffer and this, that, and the other, and it's like, well – Josh Allen's doing just fine and wow. and when your quarterback played well it was to the tune of 15 touchdowns. So let's I'm, let's pump the brakes on some Brian Dable right now. I mean, you led the Giants I'm, to a 9-win season last year. Like and you're Owen you're 1 and 3 now and I think you've scored what 10 points in the first half.
1: I'm glad you said that because um I was going to put a little bit of like percentage of blame on Daniel Oh, good lord. On Brian Dable. Because it does feel like, why is the offense, I mean, you have guys like Pierce Campbell, Matt Breida is, can catch passes as a running back. <clears> I mean, <throat> why, would you, why would you run him into the ground? He ran like 14 times for like 30 yards. Like, why are we doing that with Matt Breida? Dudes are receiving back in. The, you can't do that. With, they have like five guys on the offensive line <laughs> on IR. i like, this is disgusting. You can't do that stuff.
0: Yeah, he's just not thinking about, he's not adapting to what he has on the field. I mean, Right. Let's be honest. This is exactly why they didn't want to play pay Saquon because he's going to be out four or five games this year. And I mean, at one and three in that division, you got to think unless oh. something just goes on a on a sick run, you're done with the division at this point. In my opinion, I mean, you have three and one Dallas, and you have four and zero oh Philadelphia, and I you have what three? You have two and two Washington, who looks like a juggernaut compared to you. So, for me, oh, I, offensively, I, yeah. The Giants have to, like, their best option right now is, like, sixth or seventh wild card at this point.
1: Seventh? Yeah, let's not do sixth. Come on, don't do that to other teams.
0: I mean, there are still some spots here where you can go on a little three- or four-game run, get back in this, but, I mean, they got Buffalo and Miami the next two weeks. I mean, if they're one and five, what are we doing here?
1: As a coach, you have to adapt, I agree. I think they're not doing so.
0: You flip Saquon?
1: We already have a chance to do that. No, we're the giants cannot do that right now because why you, not? you've already, because you paid the guy, you've already gone through a whole contract BS. And now you want to, why would they flip him? It would make no I sense. I don't think,
0: I don't think he's going to be a giant next year anyway. So if you can get a third round pick for him, I mean, if, if you're one in five to start the season, I think you take, I think you, I don't, I don't think they're, I think their intention was to run him into the ground his last year. And, whether he – maybe he sees that or not, I don't know. But he's already hurt. I mean, four games into the season, he's already hurt. I'd, I'd flip him if I'm 1-5. It's
1: not 1-5 yet, so be careful on
0: that. I'm just saying, they're playing Buffalo and Miami the next two weeks.
1: <laughs> I think mean, Miami's defense can be had, but that's about it. If you don't have a Saquon, what's the – I don't know if you can get him anyways. I
0: am going to say, not had by the Giants. They could be had by <laughs> the, the Bills, sure. Great.
1: All right. The best, the best they'll be is
0: two and four. So,
1: All right. Major League Baseball postseason Rangers defeat the Rays four to nothing. Um, I actually got the Rangers because you picked the Rays third in your World Series draft. So I got the Rangers with my next pick, and game one feels pretty good. Um, yeah, did you know that the, the Rays had a playoff attendance low in the MLB since 1919? What is going, what is with the Tampa Bay fans right now? Why are we not? I thought those fans were good.
0: Well, they are good, but the problem, I mean, there's two problems here. They've always, I've told you that as long as the Rays are in St. Pete, which unfortunately it looks like they're going to be there for a long time because the proposed stadium is now still in St. Pete, right next to the site of current Tropicana Field. Uh, As long as the Rays are in St. Pete, they are going to have attendance troubles. They just are. Like the the city of St. Pete is a, first of all, it's already a small population. Secondly, it's a lot of retirees who are not going to go to a game,
1: and mm. the other
0: half is a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot of poverty in St. Pete as well. So who's going to this game? Okay, people from Tampa. I don't want to drive 45 minutes to a game. One, I don't want to drive 45 minutes to a game where my car is in danger. And secondly, it's three o'clock in the afternoon on a work day. You're already behind the eight ball with that. Like oh, I, was 20, 000, I was shocked. Twenty thousand. I was shocked. Twenty thousand people showed up.
1: After covering the NLL last season, I do question if twenty thousand was even a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I do I,
1: wonder if those are actual numbers or not.
0: Looking at the uh, looking at the crowd when they panned on it, if you told me it was twenty thousand, I think it's it's believable. It it may have been like seventeen or eighteen, I don't know, but if you if you said there's twenty thousand people here, I'd be like, yeah, it checks out. Now on a Wednesday night in you know May, if you told me there were twenty thousand people at Tropicana Field, I wouldn't believe you.
1: It is sad that the franchise knows that the city is small and they know about the why is the I wanna know why Major League Baseball schedules things on a what was that a, a Tuesday? That's just weird to me. If yeah, the I NBA this can find some weekend stuff.
0: I thought it was terrible. I don't understand why you don't drag this out for ratings and TV and try to get I mean, for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, you you've got you've got prime time. I mean, and, and maybe even Thursday, with the fact that a lot of people don't have Amazon. So try oh. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Spread out your series and spread out your games. I mean, yeah, for me, you know, Tuesday afternoon on a work day, like, what are you doing? Like, come on. And the baseball. NBA
1: will like take take a day or two off in between first round playoff games. So, like, why won't the MLB just like instead of bombing them, like killing them, killing them, killing them? Killing them you can't do that to you can't do it during the postseason. It's just stupid marketing.
0: I think it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible scheduling. I mean, the MLB, I don't understand. I mean, you have ESPN who literally showed all the games. Uh, I saw a Twitter snippet that's basically during first take, they didn't talk about it at all. They didn't have anybody on to regarding baseball. They didn't even they did one ad read. Like you guys paid for the rights for this. What are you doing?
1: And the PLL got, I think, more than that when they came about. So I don't that's weird. That's really weird.
0: I don't know, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to hype up baseball like it's supposed to compete with basketball and football. But
1: on a Tuesday I afternoon, mean, it should. For crying out loud!
0: When you buy the rights to it, uh, why are you not trying to hype it up, and why are you not working with Major League Baseball saying like, "We got to get these games in prime time"? I don't know. It's just me. I, it's I don't understand I it, agree. especially on ESPN. Like, the, what what are what else are you showing? I don't even know what else uh, they showed it.
1: I don't know. Not anything at eight o'clock. That's for sure.
0: I mean, I know the Phillies Marlins was the late game, but you could have had two games each night on prime time, like similar to your Monday Night Football debacle that you're doing, two East Coast time zone games. I, I don't know. To me, this is this is you're putting these games on at one two o'clock in the afternoon or three o'clock Eastern time. You deserve everything you get.
1: Do Rangers win game 2 you think they get them both?
0: Yeah, I feel like this was. This was the one for the race to get, and I, I mean, I know I drafted them high, but you know, like they, they, I, I thought maybe they'd overcome these injuries and this Wander Franco thing. They just, they're not the same team without two of their starting pitchers and probably their best player. It's just tough.
1: Wow, it's sad how the postseason shows that quickly.
0: Well, that's the thing. Um, you know, any series, these guys can get run over. You know, in any series, and then you play it so fast. A two out of three. I mean. That's a regular series. Like, that's a regular, regular season series. I mean, you can get run over just as bad, you know, in the postseason just like that. I mean, look at, look at Mike Trout. I mean, he's been in the playoffs twice. He hasn't won a playoff game yet. The Twins oh. just won their first playoff game in 18 years. Right. And they've been in the playoffs, um, probably half of
1: those. <laughs> Diamondbacks beat the Brewers 6-3. to three. Um, I have the Diamondbacks as my sixth pick. You picked the Brewers. I'll be honest. I thought you killed the draft. Thankfully, you have the Braves and the Astros still, but... Day one, are they pretty good? I feel like.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got some good wins, and you got, I mean, in a three game series to get up 1 nothing. I mean, that, you got to feel good about that. I mean, uh, this game stayed close for a while. Diamondbacks eventually yeah. broke it out. Uh, you know, Diamondbacks are a scrappy team. I mean, there's nothing you can say wrong about them. I mean, they pitch well, they play good ball. I mean, uh, it wouldn't shock me if, if a lot of these, these road teams just take a series and never have to go home.
1: Evan Longoria made a spectacular catch. I did not see it, but it was all over the headlines. So it turned to a double play.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Twins beat the Blue Jays three to one. Do they take Game Two? I think Blue Jays will have something for them t- today.
0: Do uh, yeah. You to even the yeah, this one I think the series gets evened. Um, what we got Do we got Barrios versus Sonny Gray. I mean, Sonny Gray is no slouch though. So don't count out Minnesota. Just just for the sake of tying the series, I mean, I like I'm I'm a sunny gray guy, but yeah, I think ultimately the Blue Jays probably get a win here and tie the series.
1: And also, did you say I think Brewers could tie it against the Diamondbacks? But Diamondbacks are getting hot, though. That's why I picked. That's why I was happy you picked the Twins for your last pick.
0: <laughs> that's fair.
1: Um, Phillies beat the Marlins four to one. you said this was the nightcap game. Um, I think Phillies are getting hot at the right time. Um, I know they were kind of hot, like kind of. Late season a little bit, but then towards the playoffs they snuck in. I was like, man, this this little fun team—they're scary when they get in there. And here they go; they beat the Marlins. I mean, it's four to one against the Marlins. I don't know what that is, but it's not bad. Yeah, I mean,
0: you have to look at it this way: they're they're the better team in this series, and they should win this. This is not a, a shouldn't be a sweat, but you start letting Miami creep in, give them some hope, then. They got a shot, but, yeah, I think ultimately the Phillies. You got Nola going again um, tonight. They should close the door on this.
1: Goodbye, Miami. All right. I'm like Miami's had a really fun time the last few weeks. I don't know why. Um, right. Let's <laughs> see <laughs> your Dolphins. Okay, heat. okay. Rodney Harrison called Zach Wilson garbage, and Chris Jones was absolutely not buying it. I'm glad you showed me this clip. Aaron, it's not even the fact of like media doing this with Zach Wilson. What I'm more concerned about is why NBC have – have they said anything about this since then? Not to my knowledge. I mean, that was pretty ugly. Uh, people were not happy about it either. Yeah, I mean,
0: of course it was Chris ugly. Jones
1: wasn't but, happy. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed his kill him with kindness, but let him know that you don't appreciate that. Like, I, I, I don't – I think that's hundred percent disrespectful. And I'm a Rodney Harrison guy. I think he, he tells it like it is. I understand that. But you you're have right. a you 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 are in a brotherhood. Now, you can say behind closed doors, we all say it because we're not affiliated media, right. but we all thought Zach Wilson was garbage coming into this. We still most a lot of people still do despite what happened on Sunday night. But uh, you don't say that when millions of people are watching and you don't you definitely don't go to another member of the brotherhood to try to say that with you. Now, you can say, you know, you can go about it saying, hey, look, you know, you know, we we, we we did the tape on Zach Wilson and so far his play has been a little bit inferior to NFL standards or something like that. Or he hasn't played as well as...
1: Or not that you know, good. His,
0: yeah. Or, yeah, he just hasn't played that good or played that well, you know. It, it, but to, to come on there and say somebody's garbage, that's just low class, in my opinion. I don't, I don't care if who said it and to whom they said it to, but, like, you know, we don't walk around saying those kind of things you know on on a professional television and if you want to say it fine and own it uh, I mean I still don't like that but then to try to egg someone else on and call him garbage like kudos to Chris Jones I mean to say you know he's a fine young player this that and the other like I mean you could tell in his eyes you could kind of tell like Chris Jones was like dude what the hell are you doing and then to double down on it Rodney was just absolutely just insensitive in my opinion, and just unprofessional. Like, I have already actually made a comment on Twitter one time about they were doing an interview. I think it was week one. I think it was Dak. And, you know, they already – him, you know, the young Collinsworth, and I think – I can't think of who the other one on on there is. But they were already, like, laughing at the Giants. It's like, hey, you know, I get it. You guys want to have a podcast and and talk about how bad there are. But when you're doing an on-air interview for millions of people – to sit there and goof around like it's a jam sesh, I don't know. They, NBC is slowly becoming a little more and more unprofessional, it seems. And Rodney Harrison is just kind of—I don't know if he's reached the peak yet. We'll see what they do. We'll see what they continue to do.
1: The thing I'll, the thing I'll say about it is, I feel like Rodney Harrison. I love that people pulled up the David Tyree catch over Rodney Harrison. That was just comical because I—I I don't. The fact that people thought of that was funny, I—I <laughs> I didn't appreciate though. When you look Chris Jones, it's like look him in his eye and act like be honest. He's garbage. Like you, what? What you can't? That's just weird. It's like, I understand. What are if, you know, trying to you accomplish? He's, like he's baiting him, but it's like every last player, even the C.J. Mosley, Robert Saul, they they at least say he's getting better. So for you to look him in his eyes and say, yo, be honest. Like be honest. Like what do you mean be honest? Right, even if you said a cheapskate.
0: Even if you said "be honest," he's played pretty poor. Like, I would accept that. <laughs> like to say "be honest," he's gar- this dude's garbage. Like, come on, we just you. Just, that's you just don't use that word against your other NFL brethren. Like you just don't. Like you can say whatever you want behind closed doors, and you're not in front of a microphone. You want to do a podcast? That's fine, but. On live TV, national television, in front of millions of people, you don't use that word. And you definitely don't try to bait somebody else into doing it with you. It was bad. He just doubled down on it. It was, it was so he, he's terrible.
1: He's like only a casual fan. The other guys just watched him. And- <laughs> yeah, I can't Weird.
0: I can't think of who the other guy on there was. Tony with-
1: Dungy and some other white dude. Dungy, that's who it was. You
0: could tell Dungy was real uneasy when he was like looking at his face. Yeah, that was a tough one. And you're right. I mean, a lot of people, Rodney Harrison, like, had a great career, I I think he's a Hall of Famer. If not, he's borderline. Um, And a lot of people will remember him for letting David Tyree catch one on his helmet.
1: All right. Go to MikeAndAndDrive.com for the best in our shop, sponsors, socials, and YouTube all in one amazing place. When we come back, college football, but don't forget our top fives as well. We'll be right back.
0: back here to the AM Drive, this Wednesday edition. We are presented by our friends at Agridime. If you're looking for the best and highest quality meats delivered directly to your door, visit our friends at Agridime by going to mikeandarendrive.com. When you're there, you can shop it to your heart's content, get all the greatest steak, beef, poultry, sausage, anything you can get your hands on, add it to the cart. Use promo code AMDrive for 10% off your entire order. Get it shipped straight to your door just in time for grilling. The end of grilling and, of course, smoking season as well. I know the weather's getting chilly, so break out those smokers. Agridime, AM Drive. It's a match made in meat heaven. Promo code AM Drive. I like that
1: one. I like that. (laughs) It was good. And don't name the cow, for God's sake. If you invest in cattle, don't do it. (laughs) NFL top five. It's disclaimer for me. I'll go first here. All teams must be three and one. So... There are 10 teams in the NFL that are 3 and 1, and I have chosen the five worthy candidates. No 4 0 no team. Huh? Well, yeah, no 3 and 1 are better. I mean, 3 <laughs> 1 are better. Yeah, right, right. Number one, staying at number one for two weeks in a row are the San Francisco 39ers. Their fan base doesn't need any more praise than it gets. Number two, the Baltimore Ravens have crept up to number two because of the loss to our last number two team. Eagles have jumped to number three. Chiefs are up to number four. And the team that fell out was the Dolphins, but who jumped in? Buffalo or Dallas, one of your fan bases will be mad at me. The Cowboys are number six. That's right. Bills are in the top five after not being there last week.
0: Wow. Josh Allen, apologist right there. <laughs> well, I
1: mean, I got to give credit to three blowout losses. Against a good team.
0: Yeah, well, I – uh yeah, that's tough. I mean, for me, I have two teams out, two more teams in, two teams moving up. Number one, mm. of course, San Francisco. I mean, they just do everything perfect right now so far. It's just it's it's ridiculous. They just wanna they want a game handedly, and Debo did absolutely nothing. I mean, they just they don't they 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 need they don't need everybody all the time. It's crazy. Number two, Philly. Uh, their wins are getting a little bit squeakier, I'll tell you that. Oh. But their wins are wins in the NFL. Moving up to number three. For me, of course, is those Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I struggled if I was gonna move them up or not. I just I think out of the three teams here, now I know you'll get we'll get to one of my teams. After the three teams here, I think they've got just the best overall around talent, and they're they're obviously got the pedigree. So they they went number three for me. Number four is the Dallas Cowboys. Now I struggled with four and five. I, I, I feel like they're interchangeable at this point. Dallas ultimately has a worse loss, in my opinion, but they've got better wins than this team in number five. So Dallas slid into number four for me. And the Detroit Lions, yours, mine, ours, the Motor City Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell has got them in my top five. They aren't in their four and five. Like you said, with the Baltimore Ravens, I think they have such an ugly loss. I know it's your Colts. And then Buffalo has such an ugly loss as well on Monday Night Football when they had the game in hand with no Aaron Rodgers, with that garbage quarterback. Right. <laughs> um they, you know, they ultimately slipped out or stayed out of my top 5 as well. And then of course, you know, we got to give love to the Seahawks. They're 3 and 1 as well uh, after that debacle opening week against LA. So, I'm San Francisco, Philly, Kansas City, Dallas, and Detroit are my top 5.
1: I've got Niners, Ravens, Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, but 6 through 10 for me because the other Three and one or better teams: Cowboys, Dolphins, Lions, Buccaneers, Seahawks.
0: Ooh, wow, I wouldn't put the Buccaneers over the Seahawks, but you do you? Uh,
1: their defense and Baker Mayfield is, are playing very well.
0: They are playing very well. I you, I can one hundred percent agree and attest to that. But I just if I match those two teams up right now, I don't know if I don't know if the Buccaneers would stand a chance.
1: I think Baker is the white Geno at this point
0: trying to resurrect his career
1: i mean he's doing they're both doing good jobs and i hope they both keep it up because it's, it's nice stories
0: i like it i mean at this point in time we're you know we're not tanking so i feel like at this point they should just go for go for the division which of course they're in the lead right now
1: go for gold all right college football top five in news of of course the in honor of a transfer portal that's now been closed the window on so that means i guess we're gonna get, more transfers, quicker. I don't know what that does to help things, but whatever. They now have less days to do it, according to ESPN News this morning. Whatever. Um, but since we are in transfer portal city, Aaron, would you like to do your college football top four plus one? Yeah, I uh,
0: I, I struggled with this one more than I did the uh, the NFL, but ultimately I came up on a uh, on the same five teams, just in a little bit different hmm. order. Uh, UGA still number one. Uh, but that, that gap is shrinking fast, but they're still number one for me. I, you know, how I said, you you gotta beat the champ to be the champ and they haven't fallen off yet. So, uh, number two, moving up with a convincing win or act moving up, but staying the same in the same spot with a convincing win is Texas. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, even if they lose to Oklahoma this week, but if it's a close one, they probably will stay in my top five. Um, Michigan moved up from five to three. Uh, That's a product of Florida state being on bye week and USC, probably closer game than we, we expected, especially at halftime. Uh, So Michigan moves up after killing Nebraska, USC number four, they still got a win against a Colorado team. And then Florida state just not playing this week. They're going to stay in number five for me.
1: Tough for Florida state. That's I'm, Because they didn't stay in my top five spoiler alert here. Number one, Texas, still the cream of the crop. I trust Quinn Ewers more than I trust Carson Beck. Although I do think low-key was a good thing. Georgia struggled with Auburn. Because I feel like Georgia they learned how to how to throw the ball late instead of just be this one-dimensional team with a game manager at quarterback. It might have helped them. But regardless, Texas number one. Number two, up to number two is Michigan. And number three, following to number three is now Georgia. Again, I'm this week against Kentucky. We'll talk about it, but it's gonna to be tough for them. Number four entering the chat is the Oregon Ducks. They're laying the lumber on teams. And number five, following to number five, but still hanging on is USC. But why is USC hanging on? Well, you got Caleb Williams, but on the other side, they've allowed 28 plus points three different times this year to pretty inferior opponents. Not a good look.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're in my top five simply because of their offensive just greatness right now. But you're right. I mean, when they, when they get this matchup in, uh, uh, with Oregon, which I think they play. I, I, don't, I don't think they play until November, but let me check real quick. Dang. Um, that's going to be a hell of a game. I mean, Oregon's got Washington coming up as well. I mean, there's going to be some fun. Yeah, 11-11 is the game against USC, but. Oregon's got to go through Washington, Washington State, and Utah, with or without Cam Rising. I don't know. We'll see. But that's the gauntlet for the next. uh, They got a bye week this week, but that's the gauntlet for the next three weeks after that. So thank (laughs)
1: God they got a bye week.
0: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. You know, I just with Oregon, I don't know. Maybe this is just bias, and I shouldn't be thinking like this right now. But I just don't trust Bo Nix. I don't. In a big situation, I don't trust him. Now you can say, well, we got against Colorado. Yeah, well, it's turning out week oh. by week that that's not that big of a situation. So, and there's a lot of good teams with Welcome Ohio, back. State, Ohio State, Penn State. I mean, Penn State got out to a tough spot against Northwestern this week. Washington's good, although they had a tough matchup against Arizona for no reason. I think, mean, like you said, Oregon, USC, Notre Dame is still a, a great team, in my opinion. And I know they're all the way down mm-hmm. to 10 in the AP. So, but this this is an interesting spot. Like no, there's no clear cut dominant team. I mean, if you had to argue one, maybe it's Michigan right now. But even then, I think they can be had.
1: I do too. I think Michigan and Texas are my are number one and two in terms of like who I trust right now. But I really don't trust either of those guys. Like you said. Agreed. All right, we got three college bowl games to get you here. Unranked, but almost ranked Maryland are receiving some votes. It's to brother, Talia. On the road, number four, Ohio State. Ohio State's favored by 19 and a half. The total's at 58, or it could be 20 and 57 and a half in some spots, regardless of where you get it. Um again, Talia is very good again. Tolia against a very good defense. Maryland has been putting up points. Um they two have a um a similar matchup here, a common opponent. <laughs> Terps, when they were at home, beat Indiana forty-four to seventeen. When Ohio State was on the road against Indiana, it was twenty-three to three. I believe Ohio State wins the game thirty-four to twenty-seven, but I think Maryland keeps it within two touchdowns, maybe ten points here. I think Maryland could hang around in this game just a little bit, but I think Ohio State ends up getting them because their their defense at oh. home.
0: Yeah, this is a tough one because this is a, a big number that I would not expect to see based on oh, the performances of both of these teams. Nothing against Ohio State, but they've had, with the exception of Western Kentucky, they've been in dogfights, quote-unquote dogfights, all year. So, I mean, 19 and a half points. 58 I like better because you're right. I mean, if we're going to get some scoring, if we're going to get a close game, I think we're going to get something that pushes that total. Um Ohio State, usually this is the time of the season they get right and they get in their stride. Can we trust Kyle McCord to really be, you know, the next great Ohio State quarterback? I don't know. They're one and three against the spread this year, so it's tough for me to lay that. I mean, gun to my head, do I think, yeah, I'd probably take Maryland with three, you know, getting almost three touchdowns. This thing has gone up from 17. I'm wondering if you wait a little bit couple more days if this thing will get pushed up to close to three touchdowns if you'd like Maryland but I don't know I'd probably tip the scale on an over game here the only thing I can't see this thing getting over is Maryland just can't score I mean Ohio State's defense is good uh, Maryland hasn't faced an opponent quite like Ohio State's defense so um uh, if it comes back down to like 17 I'd probably lay the lumber with Ohio State
1: I think it was a similar the Indiana game. The fact that it was home and away and they both were like Ohio State kind of struggled to put up points. I feel like it was similar enough to where I could see this thing getting within 14 points or so. Yeah. But I do agree when if that thing is 21, please. <laughs> I think Ohio State wins it, obviously. Um number 12, Oklahoma, actually number eight for me, but whatever. We're 12 Oklahoma and number three, Texas. Quinn Ewers, I believe, is going to show some running ability. He showed it last week against Kansas. Well, the, the corpse of Kansas at the end of that game. Um, Texas is favored by 6.5. The total is at 60.5. I had forty eight thirty five before I knew that because I feel like Dylan Gabriel can put up some points himself. But Texas, to me, they I know we're, we're still banking on the Alabama win, but Alabama has shown that they are – may not be as bad as we once thought. I think – I like Texas to win by a touchdown, maybe 10 points, but I think we can just sneak over that, that six and a half.
0: Yeah, I, I think this line's even – it's it's already bumped up from five and a half to six and a half. I don't know if that was the beginning of the week, but I think this thing will come back down if you're a Texas backer. I think this thing will come back down to six, maybe five and a half again. Uh, yeah, I think Texas is the better team, and just – right. I don't trust Dylan Gabriel in big spots. I don't, I've seen enough of them that I don't, I don't trust them. Um, mm. This game might be back and forth or close. I mean, the red river rivalry, just there's points right. of the lore in this game every year. Uh, even if Oklahoma didn't score any last year, they got shut out. Um, yeah. I, I, I think this is a, I think this is a clear seven to 10 point win for Texas. As long as Quinn Eward stays upright and uh, you can take what you want with the total. I mean, it can go under if Oklahoma doesn't score and then, if they do score, then this thing could fly over by halftime. So you never really know with that. So um, I'm going to give the credit to these defenses a little more and say this game will will, will not fly over. But I'll take Texas. I'll take Texas by seven to ten as well.
1: I also think Oklahoma has zero run game, and Texas actually has a running game, and that also factored in my decision why Texas plays away.
0: I think B. John Robinson's going to play this week.
1: Give me a break. <laughs> I know Oklahoma's running back is not doing anything. Texas running back at least is trying.
0: Yeah. I've, that's I don't fair. know
1: his name though. Um, number 20, Kentucky, and number Uno, De Nero, Georgia. Okay, again, did Carson Beck grow up at Auburn? Maybe. These two teams have a common opponent, and you're like, well, who could that be? Well, it's ball state, actually. <laughs> Georgia beat ball state 45 to 3 at home. And Kentucky beat Ball State 44 to 14, which is mighty similar. Um, both teams actually struggled in the first quarter of those games, which is also very weird. Um, and Kentucky actually ran the ball better than Georgia did in those games, like if you're comparing the two. I know it's only Ball State. I think Georgia sneaks away with a win only because they're at home, but favored by 14 and a and 14, boo, no surrey. I got Georgia you, barely.
0: You got to wonder why Georgia's giving two touchdowns. I, I mean, I know they're at home. Look at the last time these two teams played. It was in Kentucky. It was 16-6, to six, and that was with mm. Stetson Bennett. So, yeah. for this one, it's you got to be like, well, how are they giving 14.5 again back-to-back weeks? I think Kentucky's the second-best team in the SEC East, so I know the Florida Gators are there. I know Tennessee's there, but – I watched the way Kentucky's played the last two weeks, and I think I think they're absolutely up for a challenge. They're
1: nasty, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing, can Devin Leary keep it out of Georgia's hands? He throws a lot of picks. That's the scary thing. Whoa. But I can't – I mean, I laid the lumber with Georgia last week, and they almost lost that game. So I can't in good conscience be back on Georgia. But for some reason, like, I'm looking at this uh, – I'm looking at this uh, – preview here right now and eighty five percent of the action is going in on Kentucky, which usually means my contrarian viewpoints have to come into play here. So I'm off it, but if I had to, I'd probably lay Georgia. I, I don't know why. I just feel like I just feel like I need to be on the other side of 85% action. <laughs>
1: It does make you wonder if it's been bet that many times why like it it should be more than that. Because if Georgia had beaten Auburn by like 20, how big is this line?
0: Uh, I think it's still probably around the same because of what Kentucky did to Florida last week. Kentucky was in a tight one against Florida. I think this line might be 17, 17, 17 and a half or something like that.
1: I seen the Ball State thing is very interesting. That Kentucky like ran all over him, and Georgia could not find the run game. That was very telling to me about how this matchup might go.
0: No, they still both crushed them.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't pretty for Georgia. I mean, they have forty-five to three. It's all defense, but it's like can their defense just keep doing that against a run game? I'm not sure.
0: I don't know. I mean, like you said they're one and three at home against the spread. So why should anything change right now? Carson Beck is still. Just he's just struggling to find his feet.
1: He's a I mean, baby.
0: Yeah, he is. Is he a true freshman? He's. I think he's true or red shirt. He's. he's
1: I know he. Kids. was there last year.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, all the
1: banks doing something last year.
0: I definitely am rooting for Kentucky to win this game, but I'm going to stay away from it from a betting standpoint. I just I don't see the value in really either team. I mean, if, if the play would be Kentucky, but like I said, 82 of the of the of the action here on this on this site is towards Kentucky, which makes sense. But sometimes a lot is too much. Mm. I have a buddy. I have a buddy that I work with. When he likes a game so much, we know to fade it because he, when he gets too involved in it, he knows he's he's just wrong. He's just he's a mush. Who's
1: the buddy? Like, does a buddy ever see him on Facebook?
0: Yeah, Tom. You know Tom.
1: Is it Deeks? It's Deeks. Yes. Deeks like made the guy. show. He needs to keep coming. On. He needs to come on the show, man. I'm tired of just talking about him.
0: I've tried. I've tried. He's a very shy boy.
1: Shame on him. we we'll are right back. Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Doesn't sound the same. I'm the Giants' defense, offensive line. I ruined that. I can't believe that.
0: <laughs> their, de- their defense was mimicking it too, so you're, you're probably good in that spot. Uh, welcome back here to the AM Drive, presented by our friends at Shankit Golf. Go to shankitgolf.com if you want to look your best on the course while playing your worst. Fifteen percent off of your entire order when you use the promo code AM Drive. If you forget the name, it's okay. I know Shankit Golf can be a little bit confusing. Just go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Click the logo that looks just like that in the corner. Uh, and then, once again, promo code AMDRIVE for 15% off your order.
1: And for that, we are hashtag shankful. Oh,
0: no, no boy. I think you should say that. That's your thing.
1: I agree. I don't know. Uh, we're also very shankful. This game's on Amazon Prime, so everyone cannot watch it. Um, Thursday Night Football, the Bears and the Commanders. Okay. You one of the funny thing is you told me about common opponents a couple of years ago or a year ago. Um, this team, these two teams, have a very weird common opponent. It's the Broncos. The Broncos, yeah. Those games went very differently for both these teams. Broncos led the Bears. Led the Broncos twenty-eight to seven, but one, but lost. Excuse me. Commanders trailed the Broncos, but one. That's interesting. It's like. It's kind of like counter. I don't know what we're looking at there. So, Bears also have locker room issues. Thursday games suck. I got commanders to win the game 24 to 14. Give me the commanders to cover the six and a half, five and a half, whatever it is. It was a six and a half this morning.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I look back and obviously, you know, a different quarterback situation because Sam Howell wasn't in the game last year. But I think they played this game on a Thursday night in Chicago and it was 12 to seven. I don't know if you remember that game. Mm-hmm. It's really, I think we get another clunker. Thursday night football just brings out the worst in teams. I um, well, it's just too quick of a turnaround. Even if you did you Friday think? night football, I think it would be okay. But that'd be um, fun. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the dog in this one. Not to win outright, but I think I think we get a a very close. A la similar to Washington's first game against uh the Cardinals this season. I know that, that the Bears are not better than the Cardinals, but I feel like they're gonna keep them right there. They're gonna stay right there. Justin Fields, albeit they lost last week, you gotta feel like he's gotta have some confidence. He played well. I mean it not overall, happen, yeah. but statistically he played pretty well. Now Washington's defense has they've uh, been kinda kinda suspect this year. So I'm gonna say that this game, I'm gonna say this game is 20 to 17. Washington wins. Chicago covers.
1: 18 to 15. How's that sound?
0: Just as bad.
1: Would that be a score, Gummy? I
0: Close? don't know. I can't imagine it would be, but I don't know six, for sure.
1: Six field goals to five field goals would be disgusting.
0: <laughs> I will not watch this game. But I'll take oh, Chicago. On, I'll take people. this This thing might even go up to seven. So. By game time, uh,
1: that'd be gross. I'm sorry if you like the
0: command. If you like the commanders, it's a, t- it's a prime teaser spot. So,
1: oh, you, Our, and you love being tickled.
0: Oh, Jesus, just a little bit.
1: Come on, <laughs> all right.
0: It's gonna do it here for us for this AM drive on a Wednesday. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you guys on Friday with, of course, an NFL preview. Our AM drive five. Good morning, Michael and uh, all the good always. stuff it's nfl week number five so for michael corvellis i'm aaron crowd saying enjoy the rest of your sports week we'll see you guys on friday and of course gamble responsibly and as always
1: drive safe